0: I mean, Sean has to start the show.
1: Yeah,
2: so I apologize. Uh, I'll let you know when we're live, Sean. This one, I'm pretty sure we're live, but let me just double check. I'm doing it. I <laughs> it gotta get like our uh, yeah. I gotta get our uh, redundancy up right now. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I
0: was gonna be like, Kel's not on. It's fine."
1: So, Sean, we're live. All right. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Pals Polls. Uh, hopefully. You are here with us, and you have read some comics this week, and you're ready to talk about some comics this week, because the three of us, including Tyler... Oh, that was my cue. Hello. <laughs> wow. Marco.
0: Ooh, what's up, hot dog? I, uh... Oh. Wow. Sorry.
2: <laughs> that one is... One hold on, hold on. Unreal. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, mute yourself, Marco. Hey, Kale. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, are you, you seeing the, the stream? Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, you weren't here, so I figured to be okay yeah okay yeah i'll do a different bit okay okay i'm sorry yeah all right love you too okay
2: sorry about that guess. marco came to work with the bit all right i'm okay, here too, too.
1: <laughs> um and uh we're ready to talk some comics say hello as you join us uh we got four big books to talk about this week real dc week fill in the dc love uh Not the DC Films love. We'll talk about that dumpster (laughs) fire on the main show uh, because there's a lot to talk about uh, this Saturday on Twitch, 10, 15 a.m. We'll be getting into that. But this week, we've got Dark Crisis number three. Is that a Capullo variant? Looks like it. Looks like a Capullo joint. Um, Find out moment. Uh, We got Batman 126. Mm-hmm. Which, who boy, got oh, a lot to say about that one. Interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, was a Lee, that
1: was a Lee Weeks variant, by the way. Very good. Okay. lovely Weeks. Ooh, okay. uh, new champion of Shazam number one. Nice. Mary Marvel taking center stage. Or should we say Marina? Uh, and uh, Immortal X-Men number five. Now, I know this mm. issue is uh, based around, um, uh, what's his uh, name? Exodus. Uh, Exodus. Exodus. But I don't care. There was a, if there's an Emma if, Frost variant, you buy the Emma Frost variant.
2: Not only is that an Emma Frost variant, is that an Art
1: Adams Emma Frost variant? Might be, brother. I don't know. Hold on. I'm, um, looking, this up. I'm looking this up now. Because I'm oof. a big Art Adams mark. Hey, Zord, Welcome. Thank you That's for joining. Uh, before we get into the reviews, I do want to let you guys know how you can support the show. There is a link to everything we do. In our link tree, the description of anything that we put out. But I do want to shout out Patreon.com/slash/TheComicsPals, where for as little as three dollars a month, you can support your boys and get drunk. Uh, mm. Well, <laughs> you can get recipes to get drunk through our newsletter. Uh, this was Tyler's week; he put out a drinky drink for you guys. So um, it's a little more a bougie drink. It's a, it's a it's a gin drink.
2: So you have to be a gin guy to Empress too. That's good good selection.
1: Ooh, I like Empress, yeah. It's very good. Also, uh, do want to say thank you all for the Twitch follows. We finally made it to 100, so we appreciate that very much. Uh, keep supporting in every way that you you know feel comfortable with. Uh, YouTube.com slash TheComicsPals. Subscribe for free, like the video, share it with your friends. All that's free to do. Helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Last thing I want to mention is our Chainsaw Man book club is out right now. And actually you guys seem to be really enjoying it. Um it's doing really well. Thank you for that. Um I'm shocked. I don't did, know why. Does that make you
2: mad? The yeah. the ma- the
1: manga <laughs> book club is doing well. <laughs> yeah. That's like our book club's do okay, but it's like this one we put out and it's 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 outpacing, you know, main show episodes. It's like come on, guys.
0: Come on. Yo, and and they're asking for more. Like that's yeah. that's every every other comment.
1: Yeah. Really? All right. Uh, well, you know what? I'm asking for more of Dark Crisis because this this event has it started off really weak, but uh, issue two, I thought was hot. And number three, didn't disappoint. Uh, Joshua Williamson, Daniel Semper, uh, Danny Miki on inks, Alejandro Sanchez on colors. Tom Napolitano did the letters. Now, I was not present for the review of issue 2. I thought that issue was fantastic. Um this issue maybe not quite as good, but I thought it had a lot of um strong moments and I think it's it's this event, man. It's it's kicking ass so far. I really I really think so.
0: All right. Well,
1: <clears throat> for me, no marco marco you, you can go go
2: marco i, I want to know uh it's all right we've done a few events
0: on this show on some of the main show stuff so i'm like getting into the groove of it um i think i i think there's just like drama there that i'm not buying into at the moment and that's that's the hard part for me at the moment i i can see it and I, it's just not keyed in like i don't care I don't care yet, and I think that that's where Williamson really needs to get me. He needs to make me care.
2: This is your first Crisis reading monthly, right? As that it comes too. out, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, hmm. For me, I'm I'm kind of two minds about this. One mind is this feels like a, a crisis on infinite edging. Like it just feels like we're just edging to like a climax <laughs> here, and like it's just prolonging each each issue. Um, like it's um. <laughs> It's, 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 we're in issue three, and we're still in, like, the build-up phase, I feel. Like, yeah, there's little, um, little character moments, specifically the ones that jump out to me were, like, the Ravager Deathstroke one, or, uh, Black Adam in, in his Justice League. That kind of jumped out to me, too, as, like, fun little character bits. Um, but we're still in the, the building the team phase. We've been in that since issue one. Um, and it's kind of annoying me, but... On the other end, this is like classic DC comic um, event sort of thing. Like, literally every issue has been... uh, Issue one was, here's the Green Lantern Corps. Issue two was... um, What was the the big reveal there? Uh, It wasn't the... I guess it was like our our, our team or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was mostly just that huge fight.
2: Yeah. And then issue three uh, shows JSA returning with both wildcats by the way and wildcat prime has a a line there a line of dialogue so we get to hear wildcat for the first time on this on this podcast wow um yeah big <laughs> big stuff um and then it also uh brings back the legion of doom um which it's it is wholesome dc goodness and and Sampera on on art is fantastic Mm-hmm. um it. this is just like peak house style and i don't mean that in a pejorative sense um like i would consider like an ivan rice a house style but like this is this kind of person you would have put on a crisis book yeah this is up there like how jimenez's art was during uh infinite crisis or uh uh even rice did um blackest night right mm-hmm. yeah i so um Tom, even
0: it's not ivan
2: tomato tomato i don't know all right i always thought it was more uh, uh, uh ethnic sounding i don't know why <laughs> i don't right.
1: know
2: um but uh yeah so though, it's i feel like nothing's happening but at the same time i'm enjoying it and it's kind of annoying me
1: well let's let's talk about that because this is very much a cool down issue and I think that mm-hmm. whenever you have that big beat, like issue two, where you have this huge fight between, you know, Deathstroke and his and his uh, and his villains against the Teen Titans, this huge, you know, statement battle, um, you know, you do have to have a cooldown period. We do have to catch up emotionally with these characters and see where they're at after this, you know, major clash. And I think um, there were some pretty some pretty good you know moments here seeing that these these kids are afraid some of them are are afraid you know seeing that their families are worried about them seeing that you know the world is is in shambles because the justice league isn't here to just solve the problems and you mentioned building a team just because they build a team doesn't mean that they can solve this and i think that's why the team part is not what's most important um this is about the absence of the legacy characters and who's gonna fill their shoes we know who's gonna fill them it's everybody you know it takes the world to fill in for the Justice League and I love how we're seeing you know the much older veteran you know JSA we're seeing the 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 the, you know the uh the analog to the Justice League the Legion of Doom all stepping in they're all wrong this is about the kids You know what I'm saying? This is about the youth. They have to be the ones to save the day here. Um, And so I feel like this issue does do a good job of showing us that, even on the villain side, because we have this great interaction between um, Deathstroke and and Ravager, where, you know, she kind of hates her dad because he sucks. Mm. Especially now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's a bad dude the
0: the moment with yara and with black adam i thought was pretty good too of you know showcasing like like uh, the individual characters here the younger justice league is showcasing at the very least that they care and they they care about uh about being uh good they they care about being heroes some of them mm. um, some of them are a bit more cynical about it um i i like the those dynamics i think that's playing well at the very least that's working for me but i don't know that I, I think the building of the team is still is still necessary because we don't know they're in like we don't know why they individually want to join whether they are or not even like we, we don't, don't know well uh some of them are, are just like oh uh, black adam is right like we can't do this and we can't uh we we can't actually you know live up to their to their uh their history and it's it's hopeless X Y Z right? There's, for me that feels like, it's it's not fleshed out yet. Who, who cares enough to be part of the just the new Justice League to then live up to the live up to them? So let me ask you a question: How do
1: you think this event's gonna end?
0: <sighs> Genuinely, uh, I think the other, the the other people the J the JSA the now uh legion of doom are going to come in fuck shit up in their own way and fuck shit up negatively uh yeah i think well okay. i think the legion cause of doom, a fuck up uh, yeah the legion of doom specifically okay. the jsa is going to clean that up and teach the younger justice league hey this is how we handle the villains but none, none of that eventually solves the lack of justice league and i think at the end of this they're just going to come back and we're not actually going to see these characters get elevated
1: Okay, so you think that the the book the book will end with the Justice League coming back? Yeah. Right. That's obvious. So if the book is going to end with the Justice League coming back, who the fuck cares? But, what team they put together for the next I don't know four issues or however long this is? But that's what I mean. I don't care then, right? Like, but like, that he, because that's not the point, is what I'm saying. That's not the point. The point is that the world is in crisis and it needs its heroes and fuck the label. That's that's to me that's that's all we're seeing is that you know there you have these different factions it doesn't work it doesn't work we need something different we need something new and these kids are that new but i think if you have to say who cares for what happens in this book then something's wrong but that's not what i'm saying i'm not yeah. saying who cares what happens i'm saying i don't think that's what the book is about at all i don't think the book is about hey we just need a new justice league because they were all there, right? No, yeah, like they I agree. were all I agree. right. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. They were all there. They still lost. It doesn't matter who you call the Justice League. It matters what you do. I, and these kids aren't ready yet, and they need to get ready. I'm viewing this as the world needs the Justice League.
2: Here's why we need to get them back, right? And who the, can step up to do
1: that? That's right. how I'm
2: reading it. Yeah. That's
1: how I'm reading it too. But I don't think that it's about. Let's put together a team and call it Justice League. I think it's about like, yeah, hey, we, ha- we need to elevate these kids, right? Here's how we're going to do it. They're all going to get heroic moments. They're going to be the ones to save the legacy characters. And then Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman will clean up. That's my mentality. And I'm here for that. It's a crisis. I'm I just 17. think for, for me, it's just like
2: issue three, and we're still building that. Like, where, where's, where's the rescue mission? I know they're like, you know, they're a little unsure of themselves and it's still like a team building thing. But mm. it just seems like in terms of plot progression, we're still in the same spot we were at the beginning. What do we know? Issue one, Deathstroke has got a bunch of villains and he's taking advantage of the Just League isn't there. Issue three, what have we, what, where have we gone? We know the same thing. Nothing else has really happened. The story has happened. What do you mean? Sure, we get character bits there. I, I think character story has happened. You know, like uh, Yara, you know, deciding to join the the team, or um, you know, a rift between Damien and and John Kent is starting to happen there. So we get character bits, but in terms of the actual plot, nothing has changed.
1: What, what I, about all only, that Green
2: Lantern shit? What, I well, mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. That's the only thing that's happened so far in three issues that has really brought the the the. I guess the overall plot forward. Otherwise, it's just been, hey, hey, we have the Green Lantern Court. Hey, we have the Justice Society. Here are things you like. Let's show them off and have some character bits in between. I think the, once we figured out like, oh, the Justice League aren't dead, but they're their own universes. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. I want to see more of that. But we got like three pages of it. So maybe issue four can actually give me some meatiness that I want. And maybe that's when it, you know, changes the title too. Um, and becomes a, an infinite Earth sort of thing. And maybe that's what they've been waiting for this whole time.
1: Well, they're showing us oh. that already in the side stories, right? Like the Superman one we read a uh, couple weeks ago. Was is that. that what that is? Yes. Is the worlds that that without world? a Justice League are that. Okay. Oh, okay. And yeah, I was, next... I was
2: absent for that issue, that issue, so I haven't gotten to that yet.
1: But... Oh, okay. oh, okay, okay, that's fair. Um, but uh, even this, you know tease with uh, Green Lantern, like Jon Stewart is the one that got taken. And so now they're in Jon Stewart's world like this is the world that was made uh, out of him, if you will. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's how Hal's there. But I, I, I don't know, man, I, I guess I just I, I came away from this a lot more positive. I, I thought um thought it was really enjoyable. I think that, you know, Williamson understands what crisis events um, are at dc and he's leaning into it and it feels good um the dialogue doesn't always hit um pariah has some like funky stuff that he says like you dare suggest i cannot master the darkness like it's a really kind (laughs) of cheesy mind but um it's
2: very uh comic book classic villain scene chewiness yeah yeah it is interesting that he's got the anti-monitor armor on Right, you know, only other people have worn that are the Anti Monitor himself and uh, Superboy Prime. So it's like, oh, okay, all right.
1: And I loved Hal referencing that, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, just, I thought that whole scene was awesome. And then I just want to show this page off. How getting erased? Yeah, mm.
2: <laughs> like,
0: oh that God. was
1: cool. <laughs> it, it's, that it's very.
2: Awesome. Uh, uh, and have you, you, haven't read a uh, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? I haven't. Th- that's the exact way Barry Allen dies in it, except. He dies slowly, and then it slowly trickles, in, trickles into smaller panels. So I, I like see. the inversion of it where the panels get smaller and they get bigger again because he's coming back to life. And it oh, really so I thought that was a good play on, uh, and a good callback. And, and I think this book is good with the callbacks. There are plenty to like. classic, this is the DC you know and love. Um, let me reference all the good parts that you remember. Right. Even, even the Black, the black Lantern, I, I pop for that. That's like my heyday. You know Necron. Yeah, hearing Necron's name, I'm like, hell yeah, I fucking love Necron.
1: And it was so smart, also, to pair up Hal with, uh, with uh, Sojourner uh, from Far Sector, yep. to put her here. Uh, she needs to be uh, focused on more, and she hasn't, at least to my knowledge, done a ton, ton of interaction with the rest of DC. So it's cool to see her get spotlighted here a little bit. I like that. Is she the only young animals character to actually have legs? Was she from Young Animals? Yeah, I didn't yep. even realize she was that. That was a Young Animal book, but yeah, it was. It was one um, of the
2: second second um uh, second, wave second wave of Young Animals. Yeah. Oh,
0: huh, okay.
2: Like Mother Panic hasn't been seen since. Like I guess Doom Patrol, you know, was in there, but yeah. Oh, I especially oh, yeah. loved the, the little bit of uh, the flowers that Beast Boy gets that okay. are from Doom Patrol, and I was like, all right, yeah, I like
1: that. That's good. And, you know, we haven't talked about it too, too much, but uh, the art is, like, top notch. It's just crazy it's how good. good this art is. Um, you know, you talk about comic book prices getting more expensive. This is a $6 comic, and I don't care because the art is so strong. Real good to look um, It's just So high quality. Every, every time you turn the page, like, look at this page, right, where it's all, like, gray, and the only light is the green that lights the Green Lantern's bodies. But you see them, uh, these big images of them, like, looking monstrous in the background as they fall into who knows what. I just, man, this also, is so amazing.
2: Real fan service to have Kyle Rayner uh, be the third one there, too. Why? Because Kyle Rayner's that lantern Oh, everyone asks for, and he never actually gets a spotlight. So I feel like that's, <laughs> that's well... He's like the uh, Cesaro of, uh, of the Green Lanterns, you know, like good workhorse, never gets spotlight sort of thing. And if he Fair does, enough.
1: it's it's jobbing to someone else <laughs> in this case, Pariah. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was really awesome. Um, I, I definitely say pull. Um, if if the next book we were about to talk about wasn't here, it would be my book of the week. Oh interesting really
2: wow okay yeah. I thought yeah, you were gonna have like bad things one. to
1: say about the next one um,
2: No. i'm not I can't say pull yet honestly mm. a- at the six dollar price tag like i don't i can't I can't in good conscience say it yet but uh, there I will say yet uh, I could be reading issue four and saying you know saying a different tune at this point but
1: wow
0: mm. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not hot on this book. And I, I wonder even if I had the history, if I would want to. I imagine because of it, I probably would. But as it is now, nah. Man, I kind of
2: want to. I want to see you. Like that'd be a good newsletter thing if you went through all the different crises. And uh, I, I gave your the, hot takes on that. The yeah. DC app.
0: I'm, actually, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Okay.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. I just wrote your, I just wrote your newsletters for you. <laughs> well, you're not doing thirty five pages on what manga or whatever.
0: <laughs> hey
1: now. Yeah. All right. So speaking of the next book, uh, let's talk about Batman 126. Oof. Uh, so this is Chip, Chip Zdarsky, uh, Jorge Jimenez on art, Tamu uh, Morey on colors, and Clayton Cowles did the letters. I, I really, really love the way this run is starting. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh,
2: awesome. Yo, yo, Chip actually bringing signal in. Yo, he knows. Yo, he, yes. He know, yo, those signal fans are like Sasha Banks fans. Like you don't, you don't fuck with them. Um, That's right. So he brought he brought in the actual crew, minus you know Red Hood, which uh, makes sense, especially continuity wise, because Red Hood is doing his own thing right now. But yeah, um, yeah, I um, I really like this, and it's not because of Chip. It's because of the fucking art. I love this art, man. It's It's so good. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yo, this
0: art was janky in some places. Uh, I'll call out an instance as we get into it. Actually, we're on it. I'll call it out now. Hold on. Uh, Sean, can you go to there's a page where uh, Nightwing, like when he first shows up uh, and he's just like.
1: His shoulders.
0: No, one big panel. Oh, yeah, the shoulders, his hip, and then like his whole body structure. Yeah. is all fucked up. Uh and I'm like what's up there? Yeah, dude. Like the, See the, you
2: you you say fucked up. i just say like that's that's Jimenez's uh style. No, I feel.
0: dude. It's it's super chunk. like the the lines are super straight. They're uh they're just like they cut at weird angles for me. Even if this was stylistic, they, they like I feel like there's like the page right before that where he does his flip he, the the actual body like the chest down is fleshed out much more, and then you flip to the next page, and it just shrinks as if he has, like, no stomach. And then his ass is just sticking out for some reason.
2: Well, it's because this Nightwing, his ass has to stick out. That's well, fair
0: enough. An it's, editorial it's, funny. Thing.
1: Yeah. it's funny you say that, because I've seen this exact same image floating around the internet all day, and people just love Nightwing. Like, what? people are loving it, yeah.
0: Oh, bananas. Okay. All right, it's me.
1: I, I um, like it. I like how it's weird. I
2: like how it's a little stretchy. It's a little loose. It's not, um it's not as for a Batman book. I expect either that kind of um, like a Frank sort of something you'd expect from like a detective book mm. where it's a little more flat, a little more um, uh, realistic or like DC house style, like a, like a Sam Pierre. Um This is neither of those. This is very, uh, there's a kineticism to it that I really enjoy, which lends to the actual story of the book because this issue was essentially one giant chase scene. Um, and it, and it, the, the fight scenes are great. The um, Jimenez's way that he does weird canted angles that he does. I think it's specifically um, when he and or when Batman and uh, uh, Tim are on like a fire escape is what I remember. I'm trying to find it right now. It's
0: like one of the first pages.
2: Yeah, it's, it's right after the title page. Um Yeah it's this weird angle that it kind of keeps Batman, you know, straight into the foreground, but it's still taking it from like a weird under angle, which is great. Uh, It's, I really enjoy it. Um, He was one of my favorite. uh, He was one of the big reasons why I like Tinian's run. um, And I like that. It's continuing. um, And he's even playing with the, the art a little more. Uh, Yeah, this is, this is my jam.
1: So not only is the art, phenomenal. And you know, you talk about just a, a like a a constant fight, a constant chase. But when you talk about a chase, you think, oh, yeah, Batman's chasing the villain. No, Batman's mm-hmm. being chased. Yeah, that was cool. Like Batman's being hunted by this new villain maybe, this this new player called Failsafe. Um and it's funny because I think it was last week, we weren't talking about this book because I missed the review for this. We were talking about Batman to some degree. And I mentioned how Failsafe and that concept reminded me of the Batman of Zoranar. Yes. And that is exactly what happens here. You probably popped for that hard,
2: huh? Being a big uh, Batman Morrison run fan. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so go ahead. What I'm sniffing, too, is I'm getting a little bit of a... When I hear failsafe, I think, all right, this is Batman's failsafe, too, if he ever went rogue. Right. Um, and I'm getting a lot of, like, uh, Morrison's JL, JLA, you know, the Tower of Babel sort of thing, where he wrote failsafes for all the Justice League. So I'm, like, feeling like, oh, this is his own failsafe that he wrote. Yeah. And Zeranar is this failsafe for Batman itself, where that's the only way he can get the keys... To fixing this failsafe is an own failsafe in his psyche, um, so I said failsafe way too many times in that in that sentence. But um, yeah, I'm liking it. it. There's a lot of references to, to Morrison's run on you know Justice League and uh, Batman that I'm I'm am feeling in this that I really enjoy.
1: And it, it also you know there's a, there's a, a constant string of action, but it also has a lot to say about you know how Batman feels about um, you know his the Bat family. You know, and all these essentially kids, these young people who choose without the resources. I mean, he gives them the resources, but, you know, without necessarily having the resources up front or the the same exact drive that he has to do this, who step up to fight crime in Gotham. This ain't what they signed up for. You know, the, <laughs> fighting fail safe. This is not a part of that plan. Um. And I love the fact that this whole issue, for me, I'm thinking, who's going to die? Like, who's at risk? They're all at risk. You know, and um, no one feels safe to me. I would say that's slightly diminished
2: by the fact that uh, Tim Drake gets a bullet to the throat a day before this. And he's running around fine. Like, there's (laughs) some comic book logic here that is like,
1: all right, okay.
0: I'm fine. It was okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I I'm I was just keyed into the to the to this story, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know to the intensity of the moments, and I I thought they did a great job. Um, it, I just ah uh, man, and when Batman goes and he, you know, and I I kind of had a feeling what he was gonna do, you know, towards the end of the book, and he emerges. I I, I almost don't even want to show it because it's just so, like I want people to go. I buy it and,
2: love that costume. Yeah. Because it is garish. That's the only word I could think to describe garish. it. Um, you know, there's a McFarlane Zeronar Batman action figure, right? It yeah, comes with like the the bat that, yeah. too. Yeah, it's, I've, seen, I've seen it. It's oh, it's good, Sean. It's good. I know what, I want it.
0: What run is that from? That's Morrison's, but what?
1: Uh, it's Batman R.I.P. specifically. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the costume emerges during R.I.P. Um, but it's it makes a lot more sense if you. Have read the whole run mm-hmm. of of Morrison's because it it, it it that happening is a major is a it's a it's a I don't know I don't know how it's to the culmination of other yeah. things that happened in the run yeah thank you yeah exactly um I this was my big my book of the week I I I can't gush enough about the way that Chip's run is starting you know I don't think that failsafe is the end game. For, uh, just naming Batman runs at this point. <laughs> well, the, the the villain, I guess. I know, I know, like, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think that this is a great way to start. I think the art is awesome and phenomenal. Um, getting major Terminator vibes from this villain. Mm-hmm. Um, just that unstoppable force that keeps coming and doesn't stop. I think that's a great twist because Batman is that. And I also love
2: a book where Batman is his own villain. Like, those are, like, good things for me. Because, like, we know Batman can take over his ro- take down his rogue gallery. Like, that's always going to happen. If there's a, a a villain in Gotham, Batman will solve it. But if the villain is him, there's usually some lasting side effects of that.
1: And that's maybe the only problem that I have right now. And I need to see how Chip is going to solve this. Because uh, Batman didn't kill the pig. So... Why I get, I get that, or at least I think I get that failsafe exists in case Batman starts killing his own mm-hmm. rogues or loses it. But Batman's been framed for murder, and lots of things like this have happened before. It's so just, why uh, is it now happening?
2: <laughs> failsafe was just uh, uh networked in through like a, a cat six cable to Facebook news. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, it was on the news,
1: right? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, Yeah, obviously, Paul, book of the week. Mm -hmm. I I can't stress enough how good I think this is.
2: I would also add the backups are are almost just as good. I think the Catwoman backups uh, by uh, uh, Bell and Ortega on on art, which is very different um, Mm -hmm. than the uh, Jimenez Jimenez art. Um, It's a lot more (sighs) cartoony. Is that fair? That's fair, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a lot. It's a it's much lighthearted, much more lighthearted story than what we're getting in the main book. It is, Um, I think so. Which is saying something because children are killed in it. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) the children of the penguin are killed. Sorry, not actual children. But
0: it has a like there's like a fun air to it. It feels like a just like a a romp that you're in alongside for the like you're in alongside the ride for. And I think that's uh, that's a fun thing for me.
2: It's a little goofy too, and I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, I I I'm enjoying them. Um, it's interesting that there's a Catwoman backup when Catwoman has an ongoing already. Agreed. Yeah, um, but you know it's a different flavor. So I, I would maybe
2: prefer a backup on I don't know like one of the Robins who's not in a, you know a, a starring role Oh, or like a who, who might that be a Duke? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, I would also like a Ghostmaker backup. I really like Ghostmaker uh, sure. as a character, too. So. I,
1: I think Duke could have used it. I think uh, Ghostmaker is a great call, too. Um, even even uh, Tim. I'd like to follow sure. up with him on, on what yeah. he's going through. I mean, that was a traumatic experience. This book spends no time talking about that. But, you know. Uh, or even Barbara. Yeah. Barbara
2: currently does not have a starring role in anything. She's uh, one of the main characters of Batgirls. Right. But that's week, more of an ensemble like, piece. True, true, yeah. Duke really would be the only one, because Jason's in uh, Task Force X right now, or Task Force Z, uh, which... Very fun
1: book. Recommend that one. Not reading that, um, but you guys obviously said pull, right, for this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, pull this. Do you guys want to keep reviewing it? Let us know if you think we should keep reviewing it, because it is an ongoing with no end in sight. We often won't do those... Every single issue, we'll do them for the books we really love, like some of the X Men stuff. Should we keep doing this? I mean, for for arc. me, it's
2: yeah, yeah. For me, it's always a case of if by the next issue I'm saying the same shit, then maybe the issue after that we we skip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so when I see redund, uh, redundancies where I'm like, eh, maybe we'll skip an issue or wait till the next arc or something like that. That's personally me, but yeah, yeah. listeners, yeah, let us know.
1: Well, this next one's only four issues, so it'll be easy to keep up with if we actually like it. And we're about to find out right now. Uh, new Champion of Shazam, number one. This is by uh, newcomer to comics, uh, Josie Campbell. Not newcomer to comics, Doc <laughs> Shaner on art. Uh, Becky uh, Carey. I, I,
2: Sorry? I would say uh, comic book industry darling, Doc Shaner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Veteran, no. yep.
1: darling. Uh, future Hall of Famer. Um, And then letters by by Becca Carey. So, Mary Marvel's taking the big stage. Uh, She has been called up to be Shazam. And this four-issue mini is going to sort of explain how and we'll see her first adventure and uh, what superheroing looks like when Mary Marvel is at the head. Um, I think that look, I'll be up front. I have no relationship to Mary Moore. Like, Shazam family is not my thing. So I had no expectations here. I know her mostly from the uh, movie, like her personality. Okay. So this was a really good mm-hmm. sort of catch-up to figure out who she is. Uh, Campbell does a great job of establishing her as like, hey, she's a person who, you know... Has The story's never been about her, basically. Um, you know, she was the unwanted child. Uh, you know, she was the runaway. She was like, even the, the, first, it, the first page breaks all that stuff down. Um, and she wants to carve out her own legacy. That's why she's going to college. That's why she's going to make something of herself. That's why she's far away from the family. You know, I, I thought that was all really great. Um, And it made me care. It made me care about a character that I previously didn't. And that's the highest... To me, there's nothing more you can say about an issue one that's about a C-list or a B or C-list character that you don't really know.
2: Yeah. Same. For me, I was gonna say, I feel like this is an expertly done first issue. Yeah.
0: Yep.
2: It literally cements uh, where Mary Marvel's been, what her current state is, who she is as a person, um, it brings a new supporting cast in, gives her a new status quo, and then gives us the stakes and the plot going forward. Like it is a very, very well done first issue for a four mini four issue miniseries. Um, and then you add Doc Shannon to the mix. you Can't go wrong with that. Um, I enjoyed this a lot actually.
0: If it wasn't for the next issue, this would have been my book of the week. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I. I enjoyed the, the, there was a, there was a moment where we're building up all to like the title page and where she's like, but starting today, I've got one more thing to add to the list. And I'm like, it's going to be college. And then I turn the page and it's a college. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hell yeah. That's just, it's just fun. Like that's, that to me feels like, it, it honestly felt almost like, like a manga kind of thing where like you go into school and you're just, you're trying to live your life, but hmm. you also have this. Uh, other thing that you have to deal with that is either magic or powers or whatever it is but you're going to know that the setting is going to be something that's a bit more casual and i appreciate that a little bit more than you know if you're doing this in a city or in, in philly i guess i i i liked that taking her out of her normal environment putting her in some place where she has to experience something new and react to it and i think uh to what you guys are saying i think campbell does a really good job of having her react in a way that is true to her character which I don't know, but from what I've gotten, it just feels, uh, it feels like it meshes very well.
2: I think that the, the, the comparison to a shonen manga is pretty apt here. Um, yeah. School as the main set piece and the call to action of this young character with superpowers. Yeah, it's yep. an American shonen, which, hey, that, that format works for a reason. Got me. Yeah. I liked it
1: with Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah fair um, enough. one of the things that I thought was cool and it's just, it's a small thing, but, um, whenever she uses her powers for the first time after she becomes Shazam and it knocks her back and her, her, you know, the, 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 the person person, the animal that has told her her new role is this rabbit, which I loved. Yeah. Um, you know, is like, hey, you're way more powerful than you're used to because you're not sharing the powers of Shazam across five people. You're the one, mm-hmm. um, and she has to now. She's already been a superhero, right? And so, in a in a fish out of water story where you're trying to talk about a character in a new position, but they're already a superhero, how do you make that feel um, fresh? And how do you put how do you how do you make her learn something new? right when she's already been comfortable as a superhero for years well she's leveled up she's got new power she's stronger than ever she has to now adjust to that and i think that's really smart because that's something that can explain why whoever the villain is later um maybe she has to relearn herself to be able to beat them which feels like what the story's about anyway so i love the way this was set up this was a really good first issue i was
2: very surprised and I got to say, Billy Batson is a little shit. I don't like him. <laughs> I've, I've never really liked him in the comics. I thought he's been a little shit all the time. I thought Mary was always the better one. But also, like, growing up, I was the goody two-shoes. So, like, maybe I see myself in Mary. I don't know. Uh, that was poor phrasing. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, no, I, I prefer Mary Marvel uh, as opposed to uh, uh, Billy Batson, honestly. So.
0: I like this personal attack on him <laughs> Fuck you in particular, Billy Batson.
1: Yeah, I don't like him. He's a little shit. He's not. He's, he's annoying. And you want to know what's so funny, Tyler? Um, this issue actually recontextualized Final Crisis for me. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a there's a piece in Final Crisis where Mary Marvel gets one of those masks that mm-hmm. took over the people. And she's bad. And she's reveling in how bad she is. And I didn't know when I read that why that wow. mattered. And now I get it. She's the good one. Yeah. She was allowed to let loose.
2: The anti version of herself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's cool. So thank you, uh, Josie Campbell, for resolving something from 2008 for me.
2: Appreciate it. Honestly, I I think Josie Campbell only wrote uh, uh, a tie in to future state, the Green Lantern tie in previous to this. Honestly, if, if
1: this is like your first big at bat, Home run, great, I would say. Great job. She comes from the book world. Obviously, sure. a lot of yeah. times that is a rough transition. We've seen it go bad. One of the core mistakes that they make is overwriting stuff. And I, you know, I wouldn't say that that was a problem that I noticed during yeah. the read. Like it, you know, it's stuffy. There are there is dialogue for sure, but again, this is a four issue mini with a character that a lot of people coming into this don't have a relationship with. You gotta do the legwork,
2: and, and if, I always get that that novel to comic book writer transition always leads to pacing issues. In my opinion, perfectly yeah. paced issue.
1: Agreed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: think uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that that's where she's coming from. So, like, some of the 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 conversations between even like her roommates makes a little bit more sense now. But I still thought that that was well done. Like, it shows off their individual personalities. I it it it, it all just worked very very well together. I don't think there was anything that stuck out as like nothing in this issue stuck out as egregious or bad. It mm-hmm. was all very well done. Kudos,
2: Sarah. Oh, she wrote TV. That's where she wrote. It wasn't a novel. was, in, uh, TV. It okay, was TV. TV. Okay. So yeah. that, I guess pacing that that's a much more, um, one-to-one, uh, I guess transition in terms of the medium. So that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. She wrote Shira and stuff like that. So,
1: right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. We talked
2: about yeah. That. I can see how it's yeah. that. That makes more sense. Yeah. Great stuff.
0: Hope to see more. Pull. Absolutely
2: yeah. pull. Yep.
1: Agreed. Pull it now. Wow. No, it to be uh, Jeez. There are some people listening who might take that differently. And <laughs> Marco, you have to be very careful with your words. <laughs> you can charge um, people for screaming that into a camera. Um, go yeah. ahead, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, speaking of someone you'd like to scream something at you uh scream to you at a in a you know with a camera and oh, uh, a okay. frost confirmed art adams cover I looked it up. immortal yeah. x-Men number five uh immortal X-Men of course by Kieran Gillen uh with Michelle Bandini Mikel Bandini on art um David Curiel on colors Clayton Cowles again on letters <laughs> um all right this is the first issue of Immortal X-Men that I did not care for. What? I
2: mean, that's typical. It's a Italian issue, you know? It's just one of those things that happens, I feel.
1: Um, I want to know why, though. I'm curious. Okay. I will tell you, but I have a question. Was this both of your books of the week? Because, Tyler, you haven't said it. Mine was Batman. Mine was Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so Marco, this is yours. Yes. Yeah, mine. Okay. So... My thing is that Exodus, right? I don't actually care about it. <laughs> and that I never really thought about that problem of what happens when you get past Emma and, you know, Charles and Mystique and them, and you have to do issues about Exodus. <laughs> and now I know that I don't care about it. The tie in aspect of tying this into um, AXE. Judgment Day, Marvel Comics Presents. Um, that didn't bother me so much because I do actually like Titans, and I want to see more of that, quite frankly. So really? I'm into... Sorry?
2: Even after the Empire stuff that you, you
1: hated? where Everything was a tie in the Empire? Oh! Whoa, whoa! Don't get me wrong. I like the concept of Titans. I don't like okay. the execution <laughs> of all times. Sure. Uh, but generally speaking, if you have an event, I'm going to want more of it. Um, so this didn't Rub me the wrong way for that reason i did have some continuity questions and hopefully we can talk about that um but just in terms of the exodus aspect i was really trying because i want to give kieran every opportunity to wow me which has been the case throughout this run thus far um but i just couldn't get into it it's you know not that it was poorly written there's nothing wrong with it i just don't care mm. I'm
2: probably going to be in the middle here between the two of you. Um, I feel like just because of the, the gimmick that Immortal X-Men is, where it's the Quiet Council and each issue is another POV. Again, you have to eventually get to Exodus. Why don't you, why don't you just throw him in the tie-in issue? It's fine. Yeah. Like, it's That's like fair. sweeping him under the rug a bit. Um, but my issue with Exodus, it's not, it's not that I don't find him interesting. is like I don't know him. All right. Right. You know, like, next week we have Shaw. I know plenty about Shaw. You know, previously we had, what, Emma was last, last issue, right? Um, yes. yes. And, like, the Hope yeah. issue. Like, Exodus is an unknown to me. And I think this did a good job of introducing to me to who he was as a character and yep. what he's there for. He's a prophet. He's, the, he's a crusader. Like, literally, he was a crusader. Um, and that's essentially what his, his mutant power is. He's a crusader for the mutant messiah, which is Hope. Um, and I right like how now. that contextualized who Exodus was as a character, what his use is on the Quiet Council, and why he exists. And, like, it also kind of made him, like, I think previously he was a villain, or at least an antagonist. Um, it contextualized him in a way where he's neither. You know, he's a a warrior for the mutant cause. Um, the and, and, I like yeah, and, I, and I like that. He's a, yeah, and I like that. Yeah, he's a battle priest, really
1: um like a cleric if we're going D and D, you know, uh rules. Can I can I respond to that because I have a little bit more uh experience with Exodus sure. than you. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of the reason why I didn't care about this is because it took away some of the stuff that I find interesting about him.
2: Especially you, what oh. what uh what history do you have with it? Like I don't even know where he Just up. over
1: the years. So, like, um, he was a follower of Magneto. So, yeah. um, like, uh, Asteroid M, he was a part of all that stuff. Okay. Um, he's, he's been in the mix. And so one of the things that's so interesting to me about him is when he realized that um, Magneto is not the guy. And that kind of, like, shook his faith, for lack of a better term. And then watching him sort of go through that. And then seeing him now under hope and being like, you know, um, enamored with her in the same way that he used to be with Magneto. Uh, I like that. Right. And I like the organic telling of that story. But the recap. I just didn't I just didn't care about it. I've actively enjoyed him throughout the entire Krakoa story, but it's right here specifically this issue. With the backstory that I was like, I don't even care. Like is,
2: I just, is the recap there only to tie in the the Eternals because Cersei was there?
1: You know what I think? I think Gillen found a way to make Exodus more sure. relevant to the story overall. He went um, to uh, I think
2: yeah he went to Exodus Wikipedia page and just started you know control control F find <laughs> you know, typing in Eternals names like did he have any interaction with an Eternal? Oh, here we go. There's one. Oh,
1: sweet. Saved. yeah. Oh, Cersei, too. Cool. Yeah, because then what else would the Exodus issue be? Uh, but Marco, this was your book of the week, so why'd you pick it?
0: Uh, for the exact reason that you laid out. I think it, it gave me the context for who this character was. I have no familiarity, and I think this did a great job. I, I'm taking this, these uh, flashbacks, these stories of his origin as gospel. <laughs> um, and like, nice. this, is, this to me now is the basis of who Exodus is and because of that i'm like oh i fuck with this guy like i, I he comes from a place of um and it, it could also be that you know he incorporates religion into this and that's just like a topic that i like when writers talk about and uh for that reason alone i found him really interesting because he's he's had crisis he's had these crises within himself he has been a follower he's uh we got a glimpse into something else where he's going to be potentially like a leader i think in one of the I remember if it was in one of the other immortal x-men books it was one of them where we see like a future where he is this larger than life Uh, he becomes almost like a god figure and so i took that as like a potential route for him and uh, i thought i think there was a lot of uh narration and captions uh but i think it all served a good purpose to tell me who he was and why i should care and by the end of it i i cared i cared know from i don't know the first like few pages uh, It it was easy to to get me into it and uh even the first two pages where he's in a desert and he's trying to figure out like who he is and what he needs and he gets a sign right and that yeah. sign to me is like oh cool okay uh, now now he has something and he's gonna fight to the death for it because he is a crusader um the art i thought was also really really good yeah there were some moments um where i don't think it like some of the facial structures look a little, a little off in particular with The Quiet Council, but otherwise the the texture, there's like this sandy paperness to it, almost like, um, what's his face? Greg Smallwood sometimes does. Um, and it, of the books that we read, this was the one that engaged me the most. I was able to follow all the way through. I breezed through it. And I also wanted to call out the use of the, uh, like those technical pages, and this one that psychic engagement plan that was cool that was cool to see them team up and it break out into all these zeros and ones which is like penetrating the uni mind and then them ultimately uh breaking it i thought that was a phenomenal use of uh one of those just text pages um yeah this just worked for me on all levels
2: Awesome. I, I, will, I will back you up on the art. I did enjoy, enjoy the uh, oh, yeah. uh, Michelle Bandini art, o- almost more than the uh, Lucas Wernick art that we've got in the previous issues, honestly. Um, I, it, just, it just
1: spoke to me a little more. I, I can't say that I enjoyed it quite as much as I have been um, the Wernick art, but I do want to highlight this, uh, this, these two pages that I really loved, which show the mutants in their old 90s costumes. From the time when Exodus was with Magneto, oh. uh, Magneto's in his red, which I—it's my favorite Magneto costume, one of my favorite costumes in comics. Mm-hmm. But then you also see Cyclops in his old gear and stuff like that. Um, I just—I love to see those throwback costumes. Um, Sean, I don't want to read the. Sorry, go ahead. Are you still reading X Men Red? I am, but I'm—I haven't read this week's, or Do last it. week's, or last month's. Do it.
2: Very important stuff happens.
1: Yeah, especially for the Judgment Day stuff. Yeah. Well, dude, oh man, I wish I had the cover the the book with me. That, uh, you know what? If you guys just give me a moment, to fast yeah, sure, real quick, I'm sure. gonna get I'm gonna get that cover. Sure. I'm gonna look and see what cover he's
2: looking for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah the uh, the X Men Red stuff has been really good.
1: Um, you got the A cover with that cable on it. Yes, dude. Yeah. Take a look if you're oh, watching cool. if you're watching on YouTube or live. Like this cover is amazing. So it shows. Uh, Cable, just the bones of Cable, his techno-organic arm, just sludgy and and uh, collapsed from his body, like he's dead, and that's from the fight with Thanos's uh, uh, grandfather that Uranus. takes place on Uranus. Oracle. Yeah, dude, you, you I get can't to wait. To whole, you get
2: this. to see what happens in that issue. So I figured oh, really? That. Yeah. 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 I, okay, cool. All right. I wanted to pick it up.
1: I wanted us to read it this week, but I didn't want to overload. And I felt the books we read this week were just a little bit more. There, there was um, too much buzz on it on, on
2: Twitter for me to not read it. So I I, I had to read it because I felt like it was going to be spoiled if I didn't read it. So,
1: yeah, I'll read it. I'll probably read it afterwards.
0: Well, one of the other things that I really, really liked about this was so I, I don't have as much experience with like even hope. And so seeing I thought it was really funny, those interactions where she's like swearing And she's being kind of like rowdy and he's just like, ah, she's our messiah. And she's going around being (laughs) like, fuck this guy. I'm going to kill this person like that. It's also just good levity. And that
1: worked very well for me. Hope to me is a fantastic character. I feel like she gets she's gotten a bad rap over the years, but I've always loved her. Part of it is because I've literally watched her grow up in the books. Um, I've seen her from her very, very first appearance. And um, I don't know. I just love who she's become. I think she's awesome. And it's great that Gillen has taken this opportunity to make her a player. You know, um, she should be. She's supposed to be. She is the mutant messiah. You know what I'm saying? So I love that Exodus has sort of seen her in that light as well. That's really fun. It's smart. Whoever it was that thought about that, I'm assuming Gillen, but it might have been Hickman. It's smart to pair those two together. Yeah. Uh- I, go ahead
0: sorry uh last call out on the art perspective there's this one page where right after wolverine comes in and it's like we gotta stop the eternals um where he goes into this uh almost like i don't know poetic moment where he's holding uh emma as like a shield of diamonds Mm. and then the uh the sword of, of hope i'm like oh that 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 works visually very well it works thematically for the book and there's also, like, a transition where he, he goes from his just regular armor, then the next panel in. It's all the same body, but it's broken up by panels. It's divided up into that. And it then shows him back in his crusade armor because, like, at the end of the day, that's exactly who he is. He's going to fight the, the, the just cause.
1: So I referenced earlier a continuity question that I had, and maybe I'm misremembering. But in AXE in Marvel Presents AXE Judgment Day number one, <laughs> we see the uh, the invasion happen, right? Yeah. And the way it's presented there, Destiny comes to realize that they're about to be under attack, yeah. and then they're under attack. And if I'm remembering correctly, those those are simultaneous things. She remember she realizes it, and then shortly after that, within the same time frame, like minutes. They're attacked. Is that correct? Is that yeah? All
2: right. But I'll, but I think she warns them beforehand, like in the Quiet Council meeting. She's like, "Hey, I had this premonition. Here's what I remember happening," and then it's like, "Oh, oh, it's happening right now. Oops, got it." And this is yeah. moments.
1: This is this is that conversation.
2: Yeah, and I think it might be verbatim the same conversation. Honestly, there was dialogue
1: be- that I thought I remembered,
2: but I wasn't sure. So okay, fair enough. I mean, enough. it's that Gillen, cl- so that that would make sense, right? If it was like yeah. literally the same.
1: Okay, that clears that up. Uh, I, I pass. I mean, not pass. I'm sorry. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> not not pass. Pull for sure. I didn't. It's not my favorite issue. I don't think it's bad by any means. I struggle to care about the story of Exodus, but I still think it has all the things that have made this book good through the previous four issues.
0: I. I just pulled it up. So that first part where uh, Professor X is saying the Eternals they hold no grudge—that what we know of. We expected Orcus. That is all there. And then Exodus says Sinister is gone. We should purge him. And then it plays out the exact same way where they get attacked. So uh, which Destiny doesn't say anything. She only responds afterwards. Hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Marco's book of the week. I say pull. Tyler, of course. No, uh, I would agree. Yeah. Um, I'm so you said Shaw's the next one. Um, we haven't seen a Professor X one yet. That's the one that I'm most looking forward to at this point. I'm curious to see what happens when we've done everyone. You know, like right.
2: Is that yeah, is it, is it the is length it of Gillen's run? You know, or do we relaunch with a new number one? I don't know. No
0: idea. Well, well there's there's two seats still missing, because they're not full, right?
1: Uh, Well, Magneto left.
0: And they haven't filled
1: him his spot. I think... Isn't that uh, the one Hope took? I think... No, Hope took Jeans. Hope Hope took Jeans' spot, but Destiny took... Oh, uh,
0: Magneto's spot. uh, No, Apocalypse's spot, no? Yeah, she took Apocalypse's
1: spot,
2: yeah. Yeah, so I think Magneto's Storm's not there anymore. (laughs) I'm confused now. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, she's still uh, part of it, but just not there.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they've done, They've remember. there's been so much. Because
2: uh, then Colossus and Nightcrawler took spots too.
0: Yes. Right. Well, night. No, Nightcrawler's been there. Colossus was new.
1: Yeah, Nightcrawler had been there from the beginning. Colossus came in, but Colossus is still there.
0: Colossus is still there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, in any event, we'll we'll have that figured out for next time, but. Uh, In any event, that's it for our reviews for now. But the show's not over, of course, because we do still have comics tag. So, Sean. Yeah.
2: Um, I kind of threw threw this on you in the middle of the show last week. Yeah. This came on the fly. I literally made edits to the slideshow, mid-show. If you watch it back, you can see the slides start over again. It's because that's when I edited it in. (laughs) Um, I think it was uh, Fear Agent previous to this (laughs) Um, but instead, I tagged you with uh, Hulk by Jeff Loeb and Ed McGuinness. Uh, how far did you get into it? I don't even—I I didn't give you a limit. It could have been one issue. It could have been ten. Tyler, points. I love you, but I've never
1: liked you less.
2: <laughs> really? You still? What? Mm-hmm. It
1: was atrocious. Booty. I disagree. I disagree. Really, really bad. Though so I read two issues. I gave it a, an honest try. I read two issues front to back. And I was prepared. First of all, I should say this: I logged into Comixology. Oh, and mm. I forgot to get rid of my subscription from last year. So I still have that's it. how that's how subscriptions work. That's- yep. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, at least I have this, so I can read, you know, this 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 run. And I I was prepared to read as much as I could get through that night, and I had time to kill. So I said, all right, we'll see. I tried to read it on Comicsology, and it was awful and a truly awful experience not the book trying oh. to read the book on comic solid oh yeah really bad brutal yeah. um now my uh, job was doing it on my computer but if i can't read something on my computer digitally then it's just not translated properly not sure um, i should be able to read it on whatever platform and so i couldn't do that so i had to read it another way um and i Again, had time to kill, so I said, let's do it. Ed McGinnis, I dig that. I like Ed McGinnis. Sure. sure. When, when his book was first announced, I remember, I said, okay, Ed McGinnis, I like it. Jeff Loeb, traditionally, I enjoy his work. I could not get past, at the time, the concept of a Red Hulk. I really despise <laughs> copy paste characters. It's a little colorist, huh? Yes, I hate Red. Um, But I like Red Hulk now. So I said, "Okay, now that I like Red Hulk, now that I'm not 18 and I'm removed from all that, how do I feel about the book? I thought it was really bad. I thought it was really, really bad. So, so part of me wonders if one of
2: the the hooks of the book previous, like when it was coming out week to week or or month to month, was who is the Red Hulk? Yeah. You know, and it was trying to play a guessing game. Is it the leader? Is it also Bruce? You know, is it Betty? You know, that was a thing for a while. Um, So, you knowing it's Ross the whole time kind of maybe skews your view on it. Well, to be honest,
1: you would think that that would help because. (laughs) I guess, yeah. I like Thunderbolt Ross, and again, I like Red Hulk now. I despised the character really bad. I like him now, but I couldn't get past the what I what I personally felt was really rough dialogue, um, jokes that you know I don't think were funny in two thousand eight. Maybe other people <laughs> did, but I definitely don't think they're funny now. Um, the bit with She Hulk in the first issue where uh uh what's his name? Oh my god, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. The dude who's uh the dude whose hair grows when he's angry. Oh, Doc Samson. Thank you. Samson. Where yeah. Samson's just beating on her and they're supposed to be recreating what the Red Hulk did there. Um that just didn't work for me and then she's like, "Oh, I could get people to pay me to do this." Okay. Um I just it even takes place in the right time frame for me. This is post-Civil War. This is Iron Man as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love that shit. I will never, ever read this again.
2: That's fair. I you tried. Know, you the old you asked me try. to try,
1: and I read two issues for you. It, it's funny. Have you read Jeff Parker's Red Hulk run?
2: No. That's what Gabriel Hardman on art.
1: <gasps>
2: oh, no. I might... There's there no. is good. There's a thing. That's
1: the thing. There's like good Red Hulk too. But I like Red Hulk now. I just yeah. don't like this. But I don't like how he does,
2: I, I don't like how he loses his mustache. I always thought that was annoying. But I guess for the for the hook, he couldn't have him have the mustache because like, all right, I know that mustache when I see it.
1: But and then also my nuts. I mean, I'm sure it's been a long time since you read this, but like, Thunderbolt Ross is you know like hiding in a corner somewhere with other people. But at the same time, the Red Hulk is fighting Iron Man.
2: Yeah, that's part of what was like the swerve. Um, I forget. It might have been he wasn't a life model decoy. Um, I don't know. That that, that sounds like sense. something that, that, that I could just throw out there. I don't know if that's true or not.
1: Um, I, I think everybody had a more uh, life model decoy in true. 2008. So, yep. sure. Fine. I can yep. accept that. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, this tag wasn't for me. I... Totally didn't enjoy it, except for the Ed McGinnis artwork um, and getting to live in the world that I enjoy, which is 2008 Marvel. So you're um, saying it makes, that, it makes a good poster, but that's about it. Uh, sure. Fine. Okay. You could say yeah. that. Um, now I have the power. And you know what? I'm still not going to use it for evil. That's good. Better man than I. I know. Um, instead, I'm going to tag Marco. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> have, have I tagged anyone with a thing they didn't like yet? I mean, come on. I don't think I have. No, you
0: haven't. If anything, the last... He like, gave me the you...
1: Spawn movie. <laughs> okay, all
2: right. <laughs> Maybe th- that, that's what this is. This was the Hulk, was, uh, was revenge for the Spawn
1: movie. I gave that to you as revenge for some other shit you did to me. So, Well, that's how violence works. <laughs> violence
2: begets violence, begets violence
1: begets violence.
0: He's done nothing but turned me into a Remender fan. So, hey, amen. Easy
1: to do. Easy to do. It, exactly. And if that's the only thing I'm good for, then pff, I'm happy.
2: Give him access.
1: I'm going to give you access.
2: How about that? I don't know if I ever finished it, to be honest. I, I was very jaded at that point. So
1: I begrudgingly finished it because I, mm. you know, completionist. Sean, I get it. Yeah,
0: Sean, you missed an opportunity there. I'm going to give you the axe. <laughs>
1: You, you know, know Marvel Comics
2: presents slide. AXE uh, Judgment Day? <laughs> uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to give you the AXE. <laughs> um, you know what, Marco? Since you are now the only person, I'm pretty sure, who is a part of the Comics Pals that has not read Grant Morrison's
0: Batman. Uh, you, I read the Batman
1: and Robin stuff. You haven't read... Grant Morrison's Batman, okay, okay I'm going to tag you and this is so awkward, but I'm going to tag you to read the f- the first two issues of Grant's Batman. I can maybe get those exact issues the reason why I say it's awkward it's like six 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 five nine or something like that. 666
2: um, is like the, the, yeah, the big yeah. famous yeah. issue that's yeah. like oh ooh. i see where he's going with this but oh
1: ooh, I, my god that i would if you can to make it a 666
2: that, marco ooh, you're gonna you're gonna that's be a lot if if you make it a 666 you're gonna read his whole run or their whole run at
1: this point yeah i, I i'm gonna tag you with the first two they're a lot of fun it's uh different I would say, then certainly different than what, we, what we've what we been reading of Batman. Di- very different than um, Tom King's run. But Grant's run is phenomenal. I'm going to get you in on the ground floor. Read you're first correct, John. Uh,
2: 655 is the first one. Yep. There you go. The um, trade is uh, Batman and Son by Grant Morrison and Andy Kubert.
1: The Kubert art is oh, awesome. Okay, it's yes. good. And pay attention, Marco, because you're the art guy. Uh-huh. Pay very close attention to the art. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't think I've ever read a comic book where the art was more important. Where the art did mm. more storytelling. Okay. Have exactly. you read J H Williams' art? <laughs> you know, like Yeah, of course, okay. but yeah, that's saying but, something. Yeah. But but in terms of like I, I won't spoil it here, but Tyler, you know where the where the run goes. How important is the art to the story? If you if you really look, you can figure out almost the whole story by just paying attention. Especially in the issue where he fights the Ninja Bats, which I think is the second or third <laughs> one. If you look at that issue and you just follow the transitions and what Kubert highlights, it's so good what he's doing there. It's it's like it's mind blowing. But I'll stop gushing. Um, that's the tag for this week. Okay.
0: Okay. It's not on Comixology, but I have the DC app. Let me pull
1: Oh, it should be on the DC
2: app.
0: Batman and
2: It's got to be on the DC app. If anything, just drive over to my place. I got the Omnibuy. You can just uh, borrow a tome if you want. I do, too. And same offer for Stance.
0: I got it. Okay, cool. Batman not Second Son. Son of Batman.
2: Although, that Batman and Robin with Frank Quitely. Oof,
0: it's, is good. Yeah, that's real
2: good. It's top I five comics for me.
0: Yeah. I got it. Okay, I got it. They actually have a whole section that is Batman the Complete Grant Morrison Saga.
1: Nice. As they should. As they should
2: yeah
1: Wow well, holy shit 84 books yeah it's, it's a lot you should tune in <laughs> next week to listen to us talk about some of the books that we're about to highlight right now in palace
2: yeah so for this week um sean you pulled uh, a <clears throat> uh marvel comics presents uh AXE avengers x-men eternals judgment
1: day number two there you go say the title properly thank yeah. you tyler uh Look at the cover, right, which is a massive, massive celestial. And that's why I'm buying the book. That's all. You like a big robot? Love. The first issue was strong. It wasn't perfect, but it was strong. Enough of a foundation that I really want to see where it goes. And again, I love events. I am a total sucker. Two of my favorite books right now are the two events happening from the big two. So, hopefully, AXE can keep up with Dark Crisis. And we'll see in the next issue. Uh, and you're also pulling Ghost Rider,
2: Vengeance Forever. I believe this is like a, a one-shot sort of a celebratory a, issue.
1: Yeah, it's uh, 50 years, 60 years of Ghost Rider, something I like that. think it's 60, yeah. I think it's 60. Yeah. Uh, so, I've actually kept it's up 50. with the ghost spider-man 50. 60 yeah right i've kept up with the ghost rider uh main book it's by good benjamin percy it's quite good it's quite yeah. good and i'm gonna say something stupid right now okay i have known about ghost rider for just about as long as i've known about like spider-man and the x-men and stuff like that i never realized that ghost rider is a horror character I'm being totally honest. I never put that together. The that, Flaming Skull didn't didn't tip you off? No, I didn't expect that I'd buy a Ghostwriter series and that it would be a horror book the way it is. Um, I, I never sure. bought a Ghostwriter book before. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And so now I want to... Read this anniversary celebration issue, and see some of the creators from you know the past of Ghost Rider coming back to tell some cool stories with the character and see what he was like. I'm excited for that. Is uh,
2: Jason Aaron coming back for this? No, he's not. That's a shame. Hmm.
1: I didn't realize Aaron. Well, I'm sure I knew that, but oh, Aaron's run is is nice. That's a fun yeah. run. Yeah, that
2: was right when he was doing Wolverine. Um, if you're reading around then, yeah. I oh
1: boy, was I. <laughs>
2: I will say current Ghost Rider book is like a, a monster of the week sort of thing. And it's fun. I, I recommend it.
0: Ooh, that's fun. I marked. It is. Yeah. Yeah. There
2: was a, I, I'm, I'm catching up. I'm not fully caught up, but there was one where like a, an evil highway. Uh,
1: yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. An evil fun. highway. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool as fuck, dude. Yeah. Remember the truck with the monster face that, that, that it had like teeth. Did yeah. You see yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um,
2: yeah, that's me. Um, I'm picking up uh, Parker Girls, number one because it's a new Terry Moore book.
0: Oh, oh, is that uh, Terry Moore?
2: Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, God, ever since um, um uh, shit, what was the one with the gorilla? Marco, help me out here.
0: No, I don't. I don't know. I, I only know. Oh, the last okay. One,
2: cereal. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before cereal, it, it's it's uh, uh, I gotta look it up now. I'm a um, recent convert, but yeah, yeah. Matt, uh, a friend of the show, Matt Murphy, uh, tipped me off to Terry Moore years ago, uh, and pretty much any new Terry Moore book I pick up, because yep. it's 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 a safe bet. that
0: um, it's going to be phenomenal.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they're they're usually like really good. Uh, there's like usually a good uh, um, hook hook to each of his books. Um, that i that I love i got i gotta i gotta see it it 's at the tip of my tongue who five years was another one that tip he did uh, strangers Whoa. in paradise is the big one yeah um man love why is, is, is it motor girl that 's what it is motor girl motor girl was was my favorite one um uh so yeah any any entire more book i 'm into uh i think it 's great stuff it 's one of the one of the few guys that like self publishes everything. He's like a made man. He does all his own stuff, um, real good stuff. Uh, and then I'm picking up Predator, number one. Yeah,
1: from I was surprised. Marvel
2: Comics. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm typically I'm not a big like uh, IP kind of uh guy I like the Alien book and stuff like that. But when I realized the creative team is Ed Brisson and Kev Walker, that's oh. that's a team. Is it that's wow. a team I'm interested Lindale?
0: in. Is it not Linneal Francis you uh,
2: no, it's Kev Walker on okay. art and I'm a big Kev Walker guy, so uh, once I heard that, I was very interested um, Kev Walker
1: did Thunderbolts at some point
2: right uh, Jeff Parker's Thunderbolts he also yeah, worked yeah. on Avengers mm-hmm. Arena I don't know if you read that one
1: I read Thunderbolts um, and I like I loved uh, Kev Walker on that yeah
2: that's, that's when Thunderbolts was uh, they had a 30 member roster. <laughs> <laughs> um, like like Centurion and Boomerang and Mister Hyde, oh, that's good. Thunderbolts, man, that's some good stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, can't believe I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna read a, a Predator book. Uh, I don't think it's like even though it's a Marvel book, I don't think it ties into Marvel or anything like that. Right, no, yeah. um, it's similar to the alien stuff that, that uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson's been doing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this one. Uh, Marco, you are picking StarHenge book book one number two. No, oh, that's weird. <laughs>
0: I, okay, uh, all right. So I, when we did the review was super down on this book. Um, I think, I think almost all of us were, and uh, there's something there that I know. Uh, there's something there that I know he's trying to get across Liam Sharp. He does both the writing and the art, and this just feels like his baby. And because of that, I want to, I want to just give it another shot. I I, I want to okay. see what else, what happens in the second issue I want to see if some of the things that happened in the first issue start to make sense, and if not, I'm going to drop it after this. But I'm giving it a lot of grace at the moment uh, to give it a number two, especially for how how down I was for the first issue. Um, but I'm hopeful. Um, we'll see what happens.
2: But I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna see what happens. Please, please let me know because I don't think that's going to be on the docket for next week. <laughs> uh, I would I would say probably not. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> Uh, and then you're picking up a Samurai Doggy, yeah. an Aftershock so, book.
0: So this is an Aftershock book. Um, so the the artist, Santos, um, I like him. I follow him on Instagram. Yo, he just um, goes by Santos. That's it. So, so, so hey. his name.
2: I love, I I love a singular named uh,
1: person. Work for WWE. <laughs> He's a,
0: a Brazilian artist. I I know him from Land of the Living Gods, which was another Aftershock book that I picked up that had, uh, I'm forgetting who it was on the writing front, but um, I didn't stick with it. Um, it was fine, but I thought the art was phenomenal. And uh, it's Marco, very... that was
2: written by uh, Isaac Mogajain.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. And I really loved the art, just the style the way it was um, rendered. And yeah. for that reason alone, I started following this guy. Um, and he's putting out a book. Um, this is this is with i'm trying to find with chris tex uh it looks just cool it's a cool concept uh it's a i'll read you the 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 blur real quick during the fourth war of the sun a small dog named Doggy experienced an irreplaceable trauma his mother was brutally murdered and his eight brothers still puppies were kidnapped by a mysterious man gets left for dead and then gets resurrected as a samurai doggy by a mechanical vulture that's fucking wacky alright
2: done sold this this reminds me to the actual origin story for Dopey from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves what (laughs) What? so they were gonna do a a Seven Dwarves movie um, after the success of Snow White and the pitch was gonna be an origin story for them um, and the reason why Dopey is mute
1: is because he watched his parents die in front of him.
0: Holy shit!
1: Definitely want to uh, have that for children. That sounds really <laughs> great. <to dance. laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. that's out there. Um, that's but this is great. like classic samurai
2: story, though.
0: Exactly right, mm-hmm. and, and I think the the fact that it's a dog just adds a little charm to it. Um, it is a. Uh, it's a five ninety nine book, but it's forty eight pages, so I'm I feel like I'm getting my oh. my money's worth too. So I'm like, hey, you know what? Hell yeah, I'm down. And I've I've not read Chris Tex, but uh, he's the writer on this,
2: but we'll see. Cool. Yeah, hey, Chris Tex previously did uh, a blackout, blackout for
1: Behemoth Comics.
0: Okay, Behemoth puts out some okay uh, stuff. Unfamiliar, but yeah.
1: All right, so that's gonna do it for our show this week. Um, let us know if there are any books that you want us to review. We're always happy to take uh, listener submissions or at least, you know, hear you guys out on books you would like us to read.
2: Sug- suggestions, not submissions. Sugge- you know? yeah,
1: suggestions. <laughs> yeah, only got so much please, time in the day, guys. Please, don't. Yeah. If you want us to read your personal book, that's a different matter. Um, which, you know, we've been dealing with that recently. But, uh... Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support the show, the best way to do so is patreon.com slash thecomicspals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support your boys and get some pretty cool stuff. You get our newsletter. Um, you can get a, spe- a special uh, superhero or supervillain nickname. You get to watch our Patreon-exclusive show, Palling Around. Got a lot of cool stuff going on over there, guys. So if you want to you know, uh, support and get some more content, that'd be the way to do that. Twitch.tv slash pals. Where you can watch this show live every single Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. And our main show at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be talking about the Warner Discovery madness that's going on. Um, that's going to take up the bulk of our show. It, I have and a lot to say. We also have a confirmation for one of the predictions uh, that we had for this year. So We sure do. And I don't remember who got that right. So... You? Okay. P- pretty sure. Pretty sure. I got Very thoughts good. about that
2: for the, this this Saturday. So.
1: Shit, I think I got that wrong. I'm Man. pretty sure I got that you know, wrong. Fingers crossed.
2: Mm.
1: Wow. All right. Well, tune in with us to hear us talk about that and a lot more. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, with the Comic Spouse signing off. Take care, guys.
0: See you next week. Trapsword, thanks for being a
1: boy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's how we're going to it. All right. All right. Being a boy. What's, All right. See you guys.
0: Well, he's stuck on the
2: whole thing. Yeah, I know. I know. He's a. He's a. He's. A, he's, a, he's a, thank you for being a friend, Golden Girls. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.